You're listening to the Amber Wetterer. <laughs> Gentlemen, welcome to the 96th Emerald Reprobate Podcast, coming to you from Dublin, Ireland, with your hosts, Derek and James. Cue uh, rapturous applause. Yes. Oscars was this weekend. We went to sing. We went to sing, aren't we? I was there. Did they usually do an opening? They do. Montage, you sing a bit. Yeah. Nah, Chris Rock it. gives us some jazz hands. Yeah. <laughs> Nigga, please. <laughs> jazz hands. And you get away um, with saying that because you're rocking a Ted Danson style blackface over there. Yeah, <laughs> that's it. I've got me gollywog mask on. Uh, yes, the the weekend of weekends where awards are concerned, both the Razzies and the Oscars. Yes. I put more weight behind the Razzies than Oscars myself. <laughs> they're a bit more entertaining. And they're, they're usually spot on as well. There's, there's rarely any controversy with the Razzies. No, especially this year. They were right on. Oh man, it was hard to be wrong this year. It really was. Uh, you want to start with the Razzies or the Oscars? I guess the Razzies came first. So they did. Might as well go with that then. Do you want a quick rundown or? Yeah, go on, run us down. Um, basically, I, I have to assume they have. They don't bother with all the needless things that the Oscars have. They just have the main yeah. shit, like <laughs> worst visual effects, worst yeah, sound, worst editing. sound editing. Yeah, I don't think anybody cares that <laughs> much. You know, nobody came away from a film kind of going, you know, that was a great film, but that yeah. sound editing was fucking <laughs> lousy. Like, okay, worst picture. Fantastic Four. Yeah, no surprise. Very hard to argue with that. I, I can't think of nothing I seen last year could top it for worst film. Possibly San Andreas, but there was an element of fun yeah. to that, and there was a big yeah. t- bird swimming kind yeah. of in slow motion. And, and shit. you knew what you were getting. The rock oh, yeah. was fighting the weather. Yes, exactly. Um, worst director, Josh Trank for Fantastic Four. Even though he took his name off it and ran. Oh, did he? Yeah, there was. F- What's fighting it they, over who did what and why they did what's it. What's it they call that? Isn't there a Alan thing? Alan Smitty. What's it? Alan Smitty. Alan Smitty. That's I knew there was a thing where yeah, if mm. you want to just say no, I'm having no to do with this. Good luck and thanks. Like yeah, mm. you gotta. He tried to cheese. There was fighting and giving out, and the studio won't let me make the film I like. And yeah, well, apparently I was gonna say like I mean, take nothing from the fact that it was a shit movie, but apparently there was like a truckload of studio interference where this mm. film was concerned, but and it must be frustrating if you have. I don't know how directors work per se, but if you have a particular vision or something in your head and it's not what you're seeing is what's unfolding in front of you, but nobody's letting you do what you need to do to make it the thing that you're seeing in your head. Yes, but did he have comic book gold in his head? Was he going to get something better than that? Well, look, where, I, where have to, I, I would have to say yes because anything would be better than that because that film was just, like I say, such a fucking non-film. Like I say, uh, to me, it wasn't that it was the worst film ever made. It was just that nothing happened in a film where anything could have happened and they had nothing happen. But anyway, uh, worst actor, Jamie Dornan for Fifty Shades. Fair enough. Worst actress, Dakota Johnson for Fifty Shades. Uh, I can't argue because I've never seen it. No, I haven't seen it, but uh, no, apparently they were... Apparently they were fucking wooden as shit in it, like in a film that's meant to be all erotic yeah. and whatnot. And apparently they were, apparently they were wooden as crap. Um, it's got to be hard to be uh, erotic and kinky and whatnot from that book with a bunch of people watching you. I don't know, man. Defoe managed it in Antichrist. <laughs> yeah, um, but Jamie Dorn is not William Defoe. Yes, that's true. Like he doesn't have that platoon uh, to fall back on. 
working with Charlie Sheen back in the day. <laughs> yeah, because anybody's going to make you look good, it's fucking Charlie Sheen. Uh, worst supporting actor, Eddie Redmayne for Jupiter Ascending. Isn't he the dude who was in The Danish Girl then? Yes, and Stephen Hawking last year. Okay, right. Um, Have you seen Jupiter? No. Mila Kunis is the best thing in it. Yeah, and not the one with Channing Tatum and Mila Kunis. Yeah, Channing Tatum's half a dog or some crap like that. Yeah, it's she's yeah. heir to some planet yeah. or something and yeah. somebody else wants the planet and Mila Kunis is heir to a planet. But she's working as a maid. Mila Kunis. You don't right. you don't rate her as a good looking girl, but she's good looking. Oh no, 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 she's no, yeah. she's good looking. Yeah. She's not the good looking everybody makes yeah. out. But, but she's soft car porn rather than made good looking. Oh yeah, definitely, yeah. She's at least in a you know, nip slip, yeah. top of the bush sort of film. She's not yeah, cleaning tables. Uh, being hired in a clothes shop to sell is she wor- in pennies. It's meant to be on earth though, is it where she yeah. works? Okay, but isn't it set in like space? Yeah. <laughs> okay, so she's all oh, right. So she's, she's a maid on earth. As far as she knows, she's human, living yeah. on earth or something and like that. Then she's queen of the bees or some crap. Okay, but and, fuck uh, her. Obviously, uh, Ian McKellen comes and gets her. <laughs> right, uh, worst supporting actress. I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing the surname right here, but Kaylee Chuko or Cuco Penny. or Alvin and the Chipmunks or Penny, as everybody knows her as Penny. Penny from the Big Bang Theory. Not Inspector Gadget. No. Okay. That's the only person on earth who doesn't watch The Big Bang Theory. Yeah, I've watched a few episodes of it, but again, it was one of those shows that it, there was too much hype and people talking about it behind it by the time I got tried to watch a bit of it. And it's mildly amusing at best. It wouldn't even be like a friend's level amusing or anything like that. It's, it's mildly mm. amusing. To, yeah, but in the dross that American TV turns out as comedy sitcoms, it's very funny. Okay, maybe. Um, Except for the Goldbergs, but they have Brian Callan, so... They rock. What's that? See, you know me and TV. My finger's not on the pulse. It's uh, stuck up my arse somewhere. Um, worst screen combo had to be Jamie Dornan and Dakota Johnson. <laughs> yeah. and, uh, not, not the four lads from the Fantastic Four. They were up there. They were second. Uh, well, they were nominated, but they were the second one below it. Another one, which I hadn't even heard anything about this film, but probably just as well, a film called The Cobbler. With Adam Sandler. Uh, and the, the worst uh, on-screen combo was Adam Sandler and any pair of shoes in the cobbler. We've got to put the cobbler in the box. What? we got to put the cobbler in the box. Well, maybe so. Yeah, maybe anything that gets a Razzie nomination <laughs> should be automatically submitted into the box. But um, where was it? Oh, yeah. Worst prequel, remake, rip-off, or sequel? Fantastic Four. There you go. No fucking no mysteries there. Worst screenplay? Mm, Fifty Shades. Yes. And... Again, this one, well overdue, I would imagine. Uh, the Razzie Redeemer, Sly, yes. for Creed. Because, I mean, he's been in some fucking <laughs> shit. He really has. Like, so, I mean, and the Expendables. Come, yeah, well, well, no, that was all tongue-in-cheek. Like, I think they knew. Yeah. That, that was a wink-wink, nudge-nudge. Here yeah. we are, a gang of lads hanging out, and we're getting fucking paid but for stop it. stop on my mum shoot. That sort of crap. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. That sort of bullshit. You know, your Arnie's mm. kindergarten. Oh, speaking of which, you know, kindergarten cop, I'll finish my sentence. See, they're making a kid. I don't know. I, I hope it's a joke, but I've seen murmurings of a kindergarten cop too with... Arnie? No, no. Think again... 80s action hero looks like he slept beside a microwave was also in the expendables Dolph yes how the <laughs> fuck is that going to play out but anyway yeah Razzie Redeemer yeah. went to Sly for his portrayal of Rocky Balboa in Creed okay. which again I have to say no qualms with because I've seen Creed and there are there's a couple of very 
you know, very good heartfelt moments in. And th- th- that's the thing about Stallone is he can actually act when he has to. That, that's what sickens you sometimes when you see these boys in the shit they're in. It, it, it must be just paycheck movies to them. Yeah. Like I be. say, it's Jaws 3 to Michael Caine, as I always say. Four. Four, was it? Oh, yeah, 3 was 3D, yeah. Everything, yeah, everything was anything that got to a third part in the 80s was 3D. But, uh, yeah, so that, that was the basic rundown. Like I say, no surprises. The overall went uh, 50 Shades had five wins. Fantastic Four had three wins. Jupiter Ascending, Alvin and the Chipmunks and The Wedding Ringer all had one win. Although I couldn't find what category The Wedding Ringer supposedly won uh, in. Uh, your woman was in that as well. She won for both of them. Alvin and The Wedding Ringer. Oh, okay. That'll be that then. Maybe that's why I couldn't find it. But, um, yeah, so no surprises, as we say. No. Want to get on to the Oscars? Yes. Where there was a few surprises. But not in the Oscar draft. Oh, I suppose, yeah, let, let's do that for us, actually, because I, I haven't... I was speculating the results, given that I know I had Mad Max, and Mad Max won everything that we didn't pick on. Yes. Like, you got the best guy that made coffee and brought it to the director. The best fucking guy who swept up after each scene and all. You know, the, 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 the sand comber guy and all. Like, the Spaceballs dudes with the combs in the, in the desert. And I won all those, but apparently we weren't picking for any of them. I'm sensing a bit of a fix here. Also, am I right in saying... Was best animated feature one of the ones we picked for? No. No, but yeah, I had Inside Out. Fucking thing reeks of a fix. Everything I had that won wasn't the category we were voting on. Okay. Remember last week when I said 20 films in nine categories? Yeah, yeah, pish posh. I had yeah, winners. There's the other nine categories. I had, I, yeah, I had win. Yeah, I know. It's not the nine. I, I, I should have got to pick the nine I wanted them in. Go on, give us a... Do we need a drum roll or anything? Or uh, No. Okay. You had four winners? Yeah, you see, you... Had I got Spotlight, or had you? You. Yeah, didn't I get a couple of wins? Uh, two. Okay, yeah, that's a couple. <laughs> and The Big Short got one for you. Yeah. And uh, The Chick from Room. Yeah. And that's all you got. So me. none of me Mad Max. Mad Max got like nine awards or something. Yeah, but not in the categories oh, we man, picked from. Really? And uh, So I had Mad Max, which was, a, you know, a, a, they reckon was the biggest winner on the night, if you yeah. want to call it as such. I had Inside Out, which I think got two wins. Yeah. And, and, and somehow I, I had a collective. <laughs> over the course of the night, I probably had a collective about 12, yeah, 13 and, wins. And we had this argument a year ago as well. I know, I'll never get it. Go on. Four to your... I'm going to guess... You'd bridge the spies and all, and all that one big. You'd revenant and all that one big. I'm going to say you got seven. <sighs> Sweet Jesus. Sweet Jesus. What? We have nine categories. You got four. How did I get seven? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> I, I'm, no, but again, no, sorry. I'm, no, again, in fairness, I'm an idiot. But I'm thinking about the wins I heard about. But obviously, maybe not all of them were within the nine categories. So that's where I'm losing track. But yeah, okay. I'm going to go again and guess and say you got five. <laughs> Nine categories, am I right this time? Yes. Okay. <laughs> right, so, what did you, obviously it was The Revenant cleaned up for you. Yeah, and me, Bridge of Spies. Me and Leo, Bridge of Spies. Into the mic? Nah. The Danish girl from The Danish Girl. Yeah. Not the English guy from The Danish Girl. Who got the Razzie yeah. the night before. <laughs> and uh, The Revenant brought it home with cine- cinematography. Yeah, that was the one that I thought, that was my pick where I thought Mad Max was going to do the business. No, but cinematography. Nice music in The Revenant and... It panned across. I think it was one shot in particular. Leo is taking a walk, and it's from way up above, yeah. and it looks like he's walking through water. But as he gets closer, the camera comes down, and he's strolling through snow. It's 
brilliant right and I yeah, think that, I, that one if yeah but I or, thought the reason I thought that um, because again I don't know what encumbers cinematography but I thought the fact that Mad Max was actually shot shot chronographically as well like it was shot from start to finish and all and apparently so was the Revenant was it yeah so apparently it, there's your argument yeah well again maybe that's what helped it as well because apparently that's obviously that's not the done thing with movies no. like they're shot every which way and then apparently a lot of the scenes in Mad Max were like single take scenes and stuff as well like so but anyway there you go yeah, so um, that's pretty Le- close though Leo singly took a bear out. <laughs> yeah a CG bear yes um, that's pretty close though 5-4 it was same as last year was it 5-4 no, last year no it was a 6-3 yeah, I think, you, yeah, I think you had a little more on it last yeah. year than me, you know. You're getting better. Um, I fucking should have won, you <laughs> bastard. Like, I mean... If you listened to what the competition was... Yeah, I know, but if it was an overall, I'd have to imagine I won. Yeah, but then you got to add in all the other films. Yeah, I know, it doesn't matter, yeah. but... All right, so, 5-4, I guess, well done, congratulations Woo-hoo. and all that sort of shit. I'll make you a celebratory cup of coffee before you leave. All right. Uh, where's it go through the, the list? Yeah, I suppose, there. yeah, I should give the, the who's and who's and the what for. We did our own individual who we thought should have won the Academy Awards. Yeah, give mine it. was kind of short-lived, so what to do is, I have to imagine yours is deeper than mine, so you give me your pick, and then if I have a corresponding pick, I'll, I'll hit you up with mine. Nah, right. Well, bad. I just did the, the nine. Yeah, I can't. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> <laughs> You're biting on me, pretending like I even remember what the nine were. Like. <laughs> the four acting awards. Yes. Picture. Yes, director, play. the screenplays, and the cinematography. Yeah. Well, I went with visual effects as well. All right. <laughs> because it was a winner. <laughs> Mad Max. Yeah. <laughs> right, uh, say, what's your four, the, the four you've got? Best picture? Best picture. What was yours? It won in real life by Spotlight. You thought that was the best picture? No, that was what won in real oh, life. okay, yeah. Uh, it was a draw, Mad Max and Sicario. Right. Yeah, see, I still haven't seen Sicario. That, oh, that did yeah, no, well, it got a very short life in the yeah. cinema here. It did, it's good like, though. By the time, yeah, I had, I was completely blind to this film. I didn't know it was coming out. And I remember I just seen a trailer one day on the on the telly without sound. It was in the gym and it was just on one of the TVs. And even just from the that, you could look and you kind of went, man, that film looks fucking tense. Like that film mm. looks like fairly fucking hairy. Like, and I wanted to see it, and literally looked it up. And you know, there was an eleven o'clock showing or something on a yeah. on a Wednesday night, and that that's, was it. Like that's one I, I wouldn't. Watch it and work. Sit down and watch it all. Yeah. It's not a... No, no, up. yeah. You have to kind of submerge yourself yeah. in it. Kind of like... um, What was the Affleck hostage one? Argo. Argo. Like that Argo, where you, fuck yourself. Where you go... Like, you know, you... But do you remember that market scene in that film? Like, yeah. That, that felt fucking tense, like, you know? There's a scene like that. that this film is like that, There's yeah. a one scene like that. I won't spoil yeah, no, it, but no, it's, cool. it's good. Yeah, for me, uh, best picture was Mad Max. And mm. again, it was partially because and I've said this a hundred more times and I'll keep saying it that film had no business being as good as it was no given the premise of it given right. the the lack of dialogue and all but it right. was fucking brilliant Tom Charlize we're gonna drive that way for an hour and then you gotta, you gotta hit, hit a Yui. yeah you gotta just spin around that truck doesn't exactly turn on a penny so you might want to think of it Bert and then pretty much come back the same way there would be lads jumping over you on motorbikes. There'd be lads on fucking yeah. poles swinging over our head, and yeah. there'd be weird dudes with nipples hanging out of suits and all. It's gonna be great fun, honestly. Mm. Do we have to say it? And, yeah. uh, here, hands him a postage stamp. Your <laughs> yeah. lines are on this. Yeah. And if you feel it thrown in, you're yeah, you want to add a little something? Don't. There's no talking in this film. Yeah. <laughs> this film should have been made in like the twenties or something like that. It would have been would have fit right in there. No CGI and no dialogue. Yeah. <laughs> Charlie but, Chaplin has Mad Max. So. Yeah, I tell you what, you don't Hitler, man. You can do Mad Max. Yeah, so Mad Max was me as well. 
Go on. Mm. Uh, and as best director, The Revenant won. Yeah. Uh, I can't pronounce the guy's name. Still can't. But I would have given it to George Miller for Mad Max. Yeah. Yeah. This man's that's... 107 years old. <laughs> that that aside, it was. I, no, no, not aside. He's old. He's in yeah. his 70s. Yeah, he's out there in the middle of the desert. Yeah, directing, yeah. Like, but something that relevant and all. Mm. Like, to have his finger clearly still on the pulse. And again, wh- why I gave it to Mad Max for the direction as well was, again, it's lack of dialogue. That takes some serious directing to get what you want and portray what you want without people. How many films like spell it out for you? They're telling mm. you. Yeah, twice. Like, you t- take Avatar, for example. Like That's the sort of film that, through dialogue oh, and visuals, they're... Cuts. They're basically telling you this is what's coming next. Where everything they're saying is leading up mm. to something else. This film didn't have that luxury, but yet again, like I say, was better than it had any business being. Yeah. Go on. Uh, the best actor was Leo. I would have given it to Matt Damon. Right for the Martian. Yeah. Yeah, I would have to argue based on the fact that, let's say, you're gonna pick you the know, Rock. Eighty percent of it's his scene. Eighty percent of the movie is just Damon. Yeah. I haven't seen it yet because I'm waiting to finish the book. <laughs> but given that I had, I, I didn't have a best actor because I hadn't seen anybody within it. But I would have to, just off the top of my head, I would have to say, I'd have to agree with you and say, just for what it was and what he had to do in order to carry the screen time, you'd mm. have to give it to Damon. Yeah. So since you didn't see it, you can give it to The Rock. Yeah, I, I'll <laughs> nominate The Rock, exactly, yeah. How, was the, how that wasn't in the Razzies is beyond me, but go on. Yeah, you're going to Razzie The Rock, he'll come at you. Yeah, <laughs> true. Him and Stone Cold and Dolph Lundgren. And uh, his new buddy, Zach Efron, they're shooting Baywatch at the moment. <sighs> Is he the kid? I have to assume so. <laughs> Although he's, he's far from a kid. I mean, yeah. he's a buff dude. Like, he's not, he's not the, what was the uncle's name? Mm. I know Mitch was the father. Uh, Cody, Cody. Cody. Something in like, yeah. Someone that was. Cobley or. One of those dorky American names. Yeah. Like, you know. Go on, anyway. Uh, best actress, I would have gone with uh, Charlize in Mad Max or Saoirse Ronan in Brooklyn. Yeah, I don't think... Was Charlie's nominated? Don't think so. I don't think so. See, I, did, I didn't take into consideration that you were allowing us to throw in whoever we wanted. I oh, thought yeah. we, I thought, wanted. Okay, I, I thought we had to pick from our nominations. Excuse me. But yeah, again, for the same reasons as I said before mm-hmm. with the direction and all, again, to churn out a, a performance like that that captivates you and holds you. And I mean, it was the Charlie's Tehran show. It was basically... It mm. was Mad Max was there, but that was her show, man. And again, with the fuck-all dialogue she had and all pretty badass uh, best supporting actor was uh, Mark Rylance in Bridge of Spies right I would have gone with Tom Hardy as glasses uh, Cray Cray yeah because he was <laughs> nuts Cray yeah um, again well, I wasn't bringing in the ones that weren't nominated oh she did not get nominated for anything nah didn't completely overlooked yeah that's robbery right there it is because I mean that again for direction alone that should have got a nomination. I mean, how the fuck do you direct the one guy in two parts? And that, Difficulty. Uh, yeah, and then cinematography, I'd have to imagine, would have to get a nod for being able to kind of shoot it mm. in such a way that you've got one talking to the other and it, not for a second did you think you were looking at the back of some other guy's head or anything yeah. like, you know? And the only film where you're happy Tom Hardy threw on an accent in one role so you knew. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, the the one time I'll allow him to put on a voice. Uh, I'd have to go with Sly. And Creed then at that rate. <laughs> I was no, like, did you see? You didn't see Creed, did nah. you? It is no, it's good. And like I say, there are. There's a few moments in it 
won't say tear jerkers, but you know, you feel it. Like, there's a, it's a real yeah, heartfelt performance. As they, they say in the business, got to touch dusty in the cinema. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> Go on, what's next? Uh, supporting actress. I would have gone with the Alicia Vincander, the girl who won it, but for Ex Machina, not the Danish girl. Right. Even though she was super hot in the Danish girl. Um, Ex Machina did win for effects, I think, over Mad Max, which I thought was a bit of a travesty given that Mad Max used all practical effects, bar blurring out and adding desert in the background mm. to make it look longer. Like everything else was practical effects. So, how the fuck do you give best visual effects to something that was all cartoon? But it wasn't. It was one visual effect. The girl was half a robot. Okay, I thought the whole film was kind of iRobot-ish. No. no, it was doing a gaff, three of them. Okay. Uh, Iman Poe from Star yeah. Wars. Uh, General Hooks from Star Wars. <laughs> All right. Yeah, the, the, the Irish fucking Danny Trail. Yeah, and uh, the Danish girl from the Danish girl. Right. The three of them were in a gaff. Okay. And that was, that's the film. Okay, no, right so. Well, well then... Yeah, I suppose she's if, half a if robot. one third of the film is this half a robot chick walking around, well then yeah, okay, maybe it gets it. All right. <laughs> uh, and the screenplay is I would spotlight in the big short one. I would have gone with the hateful eight in Brooklyn. Right. Oh, there was two winners. There's a original and adapted screenplays. Oh, okay. Yeah, I, again, I didn't see anyone and by picking from the ones I had seen, I had inside out <laughs> because it is not San Andreas. Fuck no, because um, Inside Out is actually it's 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 a fun story. Like it's a, it's it's a, like you know the way it obviously yeah. as a screenplay would play out. Like it's 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 a good story. Like it's all basically set in your in your head. Like so it's it's pretty decent as to how they portray it and lay it out and all. And there's, right. there's a weird imaginary friend called Bing Bong floating around in there, and he's hilarious. He's half elephant. His body's made of candy floss, and he can speak dolphin. Fair enough. <laughs> because your woman had a. A, a certain period in our, in our life where she liked swimming and also obviously there was dolphin added in there mm. you should have called him flipper the priest um visual effects i know that wasn't one of our categories but no. I, again you got with mad max yeah yeah I, I, that's yeah. why like i say now maybe like i say ex machina like did pip it to the post like with the fact that like i say if one third of the movie was like this visually effective character you can't really argue with it <laughs> no you can't you can't um and then again I just went with another one that like that I'd seen uh, that I wanted to point out again was Mad Max for the editing like because again the fact that it was shot chronographically but like you said that that uh, Revenant was as well so yes. again because it's it's unusual especially a film that big to shoot it the way mm. they did although I suppose you kind of had to because they weren't in the same like a lot of films used the same sets mm. the Revenant weren't it was walking through the forest yeah so you but as, as well, well as that I got to imagine that to to bother makeup wise trying to scruffy somebody up the same way day in day mm. out facial hair growth the length of all the shit that they would have to deal with yeah it obviously just worked enough just goes no we're shooting for fucking three weeks or something let's just shoot it this way this is all we need to do grand good luck and thanks yeah like. fair enough but um yeah leo finally gets his oscar though yeah he does well but deserved no nah, i'd give him to matt diamond yeah he was in he was in the departed do you think um do you think there was an element of let's just give Leo an Oscar? Do you think it's got to that stage? With some people, yeah. Just let's we have to show them up. You know, because there's a you know, obviously like you say, it's not any one person deciding these things. So how many people did give that vote just as that nod? Yeah, Leo's me mate. 
Leo yeah, did this thing. But it's at the stage of where this is the film where you kind of, you're kind of, you're most justified to give it to him. But like, I still stand by my argument. Louise reckons that I'll always just go against the majority, but I still do stand by my argument that any film he's been in that has been good, it's not specifically him that has made it good. So therefore, I'm not saying he's a bad actor, yes, not by a long shot. But would the film be as good if you took him out? Again, I don't know because you know you want to talk about like just some of the ones I ran down with Louise was saying like okay you just said the Departed, fucking Mark Wahlberg's in the Departed. Where's his Oscar? Like you know he's never gonna get one. Yeah, he again one. Yeah, no, but this is what I'm saying. But that film he wasn't in Gilbert Grape. Well, that's true. But DiCaprio was about like seven or something like that. He's still um, good. Matt Damon was in Matt the Departed. Yeah, he was in the Departed as well. Uh, Baldwin. And, and like, there was a bunch of people in that. And would that film have been any more or less? Or did Leo stand out any more or less than any of those guys but within Leo that? Leo and Damon were the the main characters the yeah. rest were just there yeah but what I'm saying is but would you argue say in that film and I'm just talking about his general performances where people rave about him as an actor do you think he would have stood out any more than Damon in that uh, no the two of them were the same yeah then you talk about say one of the ones that Louise brought up was uh, Wolf of Wall Street now if you ask me if you said to me who was the standout guy in Wolf of Wall Street that stood out from what he'd normally you do you say Jonah Hill and throwing something at you it's fucking Jonah Hill give me man. something to throw at you it is honestly do you not think so no I no. no, but based on how you would have seen him before and like how but he acted and how you didn't see Moneyball. No. Showing a hill in that. Yeah, he's very different in that. He was more Wolf of Wall Street style. Okay. It was skinny John. And it was hill. like even then Louis says to me, Oh what what about Titanic? But again, of the three if you want to call them three kind of leading parts in Titanic, you've got DiCaprio, you've Kate Winslet, and you've Billy Zane. I'm saying Billy Zane stands out more. He makes you feel more. You hate the kind like you want bad things to happen to Billy Zane in that film. Like I don't think that DiCaprio or Winslet portrayed like made you feel as passionately about them as he did. No, Winslet's booze made me feel feel fairly passionate. Yeah, I felt fairly firm about that as well now. But in the scheme of things, as the film goes, like you know, he definitely Zane Billy Zane definitely made you respond more oh, yeah. to his character but it's been 15 years since I've seen Titanic not two weeks yeah like I say yeah, I sat through it I fucking forgot how long it was and sat through it on Valentine's night but anyway um, it is that's the sort of, and that to me is what portrays good acting a lot mm. of time like if you dislike a person in the film like I don't particularly like Sam Rockwell but I've nothing against Sam Rockwell but I think it's a lot of the time the characters he's portraying are fucking horrible cunts like you know what I mean so as such Tim Roth is the same I don't particularly like Tim Rotten films. I object strongly. But uh, yeah, no, but this is what I'm saying. No, when I think about it, I have no objection to Tim Roth or Sam Rockwell, but it's the characters they're portraying, which again just actually proves that they're really good actors. Because they make you fucking mm. dislike them by the role they're playing. Yeah, okay. no. Yeah, but Leo still deserves an Oscar. No, I think no. I th- I think it's been gifted to him at this stage. But, but sometimes it's it's not the one film, it's the ten films he's done. Yeah, that's it. Uh, this is the one that they're acknowledging, yeah. but yeah, we're kind of saying your body of work yes. counts, and like this is it. Pacino, one percent of a woman, not the Godfather, not the Godfather two, and not Dog Day Afternoon. Yeah, is a disgrace. He should have had three before but that. Funny they did. I meant to actually kind of grab a quick list like it, but they done. Hello, run- They done a <laughs> all right. They done a rundown on the radio there during the week of it was the worst best films, as in like so over the years the films that got best. Five films. Daisy. Hmm? Yes. <laughs> that, yeah, that was the one that jumped out. I think that was up against oh, Philadelphia or something yeah, like that. Uh, something beat Goodfellas and something beat 
raging bull. Yeah, but basically they went on and went through this list and while a lot of the films weren't bad. Sorry. Oh yeah, sorry, yeah. So, uh, excuse that interruption. Yes, they were saying basically that like a lot of the films they were going through and they were saying that like a lot of them didn't a haven't aged very well yes. in comparison to the films they beat out. And that, like I said, I, I actually should have went back and listened to it. I think they put it up as a podcast that was on Today FM. Mm. But like that, Driving Miss Daisy was one of the big ones because I'm pretty sure it was Philadelphia or something that bet out that year. Mm. And you're just kind of like, how the fuck is that considered a better movie than yeah. this? Like, But there was, a, there was a bunch of them they went over. And to be fair, like they don't always get it right. No, but apparently the people who choose the Oscars, a lot of them are old white guys. Yeah. So why the fuck did a film about a black driver win? <laughs> was because old, he was black was, and driving. There's an old white woman sitting in the back. Yeah, yeah that's it. Yeah, like, Damn right, put that nigger <laughs> in his place then. Yeah. You have him drive, Miss Daisy. <laughs> but um, yeah, so that's it for another year. 2-0 two, two to James as it is. Yes. Oh, well. Right. Right, so since we're talking about movies. No, no, no. Oh, wait, wait, wait. So we do Oscars. We have to do the memorial. <laughs> Oh it's shit! Part yeah. of the Oscars. Yes, we do. Go on. Mm. Who who gets the lifetime achievement award post mortem? <laughs> this episode is the Frank Kelly Memorial episode. Or to anybody who knows anything about his wonderful body of work, Father Jack. Yes, Father Jack Hackett. Jack Hackett, that's the man. Hack, Frank, <laughs> women. I mean, how could a guy with three words as as his only lines in any episode? be such a beloved character like it, it really was it's the way you delivered them yeah and I think you know somebody's acting the bollocks here they take fucking uh, Ted they've taken Jack and they left us with fucking Dougal yeah someone's acting the well, manga here someone's fairness, made a deal with the devil in fairness Arlo Hanel is younger than the other two <laughs> yes he is but hey look at you know cancer shouldn't know anything about age I mean let, let cancer take Arlo Hanel and yes. fucking give us back Jack and Ted Jack said a lot more things I'm going to call someone about over the yes. next while not now sporadically yes. we, <laughs> in response to things I say the, the top one the top one I have there applies to you and your we need counting your we need your best uh, Jack voice no, right. but uh, he was in his, his first film we watched recently we did? he was a prison officer in the Italian job really? uncredited uh, he was in three semi-classic Irish, Irish films Evelyn War of the Buttons and Taffin. Never heard of the last one, but... Well, maybe you shouldn't be living here! Whoa! <laughs> Fucking fed that in nicely. <laughs> or or is, that, is that... Tell me that's a quote. <laughs> that's a quote from Taffin. <laughs> it's, uh... Okay. Brosnan with his crazy overacting. Oh, right. <laughs> he, he just gives us a... Well, maybe you shouldn't be living here. Did they touch on that one time on Babylon yeah. with the overacting <laughs> thing? Yeah. So now that you say that, I just... I, I kind of go on... I feel like I've heard that before. <laughs> Bronson, yeah, the king of overacting. Um, Jack, yep. in his early years, was in Wonderly Wagon. Okay. For those not from Ireland, it's a wagon full of things <laughs> that, that flew. Was, it was like a yeah, it was like a children's weekly children's yeah. TV show, wasn't it? Like Sesame Street on more acid. Yes, <laughs> in a and, wagon and less budget. <laughs> yeah. He played Professor Astro, who was the bad guy. Okay. Uh, he was in Hall's Pictorial Weekly. Uh, Political sat- satire show. Right. And after Father Ted, Glen Rowe and Emmerdale. So went downhill pretty much after. Yeah. And as we were saying just uh, off air, I'm pretty sure he was a barrister as well. 
Okay. So this dude did have a head on his shoulders. Yes. Like he wasn't just the the drunken priest sitting in the corner. He wasn't. But yeah, so it's the uh, Frank Kelly Memorial mm. this week. Did you ever hear his Twelve Days of Christmas? No. Oh, brilliant. Yeah. Everybody says uh, that thing with the piss head is the best Irish Christmas song. Oh, um, McGowan. Yeah. Shane McGowan. Oh. Father Jack. It's unseasonable, but you know how I feel about Christmassy things outside of the season, but I will make an exception. I'll, yeah. I'll root that out and we'll put it up on the website. It'll be on this week's... Singing the 12 Days of Christmas in the style of writing a letter to a woman who's sending him and his mother... Oh, is that him? That's Jack. I know it. Actually, yeah, I know yeah. it. That's a very annoying fucking song. Oh, no, I'm not putting that up. <laughs> that song is fucking shit. I do know. He's like, oh, and these geese are doing this, blah, 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 yeah. and they're all fighting, yeah. and there's milk the, cows out, and the fucking being milked, yeah. and all The this. eight maids of milking are fighting the 11 other wenches yeah. in the garden. I do and know. It's, shite just, all it's, over it's just a spoken wording. It's yeah. not a song. It's brilliant. It's not brilliant. It's, it's brilliant. so fucking annoying. It does be on Christmas FM every year. Yeah, and it's a Christmas song. Thing, yeah, but the worst thing about it is you're driving somewhere giving Listen it all, your face. Giving it all the fucking the, the Christmas buzz. It's the most wonderful time that, That's a terrible Christmas year. song. That's the best Christmas song ever. But then this Jack comes, comes on, on and you're going to go oh, for fuck's sake you turn it off. Change the channel. Come back 10 minutes later and it's still fucking on, like. I didn't know that was him, though. Well, there you go. Learn something new every day. You do indeed. Wow. That is a fucking terrible song. I'm glad he's dead now. Right. Okay, so that's it. Jack Kelly Memorial. Yes. Frank Kelly. <laughs> Jack Jack Hackett. Jack. Frank Kelly. I know. There you go. It's, it's the bastardization yeah. of his name, right? Chair. Curtains. Floor. Gobshite. <laughs> <laughs> James points to me. This is radio. Alright, that's enough Jack Hackett for one week. Alright. You can share out some other quotes as you see these fit. Um, it is that time, so people. The movie box of doom. 1992's Wayne's World. A budget of 20 million, box office of 183.1, and Rotten Tomatoes, unusually so, all square with users and reviewers at 85%. Definitely held up well enough. Yes. I I was because I, I have to say I did think for a minute I thought this is going to be one of these films that I'll have remembered fondly but as we spoke about last week I'm not sure if it was on air or off air but a lot of the jokes because of our age because in 92 like I'm only 13 so a lot of the jokes are geographically irrelevant to us like saying that things suck and all isn't something we would have said things like that um, and as well as that like I was so young that when well, you just did you find it funny for the sake of it? But no, it's, it holds mm. up fairly well. It does. Parts of it, I, and the one part that I was fucking, it was just cringy and always freaked me out and I always hated, was that, you know, camera one, camera two. And he's on the bed with her and he's got that <laughs> bogey haircut and he's running around as tidy whities yeah, that, that scene just never sat right with no. me. And, and the fact that he gives himself a wedgy G-string style thing and he's prancing around, didn't enjoy it any more this time than I did when I was fucking 13 or whatever. But uh, overall, pretty good movie. I was right in saying that the dude from 21 Jump Street was in it. Yes. And Meatloaf. Yes. I forgot Alice Cooper and fucking Ed Bundy. <laughs> Ed O'Neill. <laughs> Al Bundy. <laughs> yeah, 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 you know. Al Bundy, though, yeah. I forgot that he was in it as the basically psychopath <laughs> donut shop yes. worker. But um, no, pretty good movie. Like I say, definitely does hold up and... It's got a, it's got some good jokes and all. The one thing that I didn't realize, I was only reading up a few bits, was that um, 
I can't think of his fucking name though off the top of my head. He's got the triple barrel name. Basically, the guy that owns Noah's Arcades. Okay. Uh, that's Bill Murray's brother. Married? Yeah. I never knew that. Which which one? The one that was in the thing that no. Bob, Bobcat directed? No, no. That's what I'm saying. That, I know. That was news to me. That um, that was what American... Mm, psycho. God bless America. God bless America. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's another brother. That's his younger brother. But this, I have to assume, is his older brother. No, but this guy was in, like, National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. And all. He's got a very distinctive, that, that growly voice and stuff like that. But it was only when I was looking up a few bits because apparently that, um, when Wayne writes on the back of the car, this man has no penis. Yes. They reckon that that was a bit of an in-joke from Murray's in Ghostbusters saying, this man has no dick. <laughs> Remember he says that in yes. Ghostbusters. Like, they reckon that there might have been a little in-joking going all on right. there. Um Apparently, Mike Myers, though, complete fucking diva on set and progressively just got worse as the thing went on. And I don't know if part of it was down to the fact that he'd originally wrote it as, like, Wayne's World just being him. and But Dana Carvey was put into it and all. And at the time, Dana Carvey was actually seen as being more popular than he was. So there was a little bit of thing going on there or whatever. But apparently, he was a complete fucking bitch and upturned the fucking table because they'd no margarine for his bagel they'd only got <laughs> butter or something like that and all like complete diva yeah, bullshit I'd have slapped them yeah complete diva bullshit because at that stage he's not the Mike Myers we know now like the, you know the famous for you know you'd be your Austin Powers and Shrek and all that he's just some fucking an, another dopey comedian after coming off SNL like although it was the first movie um, to come out of a skit off NSL that grossed over 100 million. It even bet Blues Brothers. All right. So, I mean, impressive enough. Yeah, but but the Blues again, Brothers is a better film and much more an ad- adult film. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, two totally different demographics, uh, completely. They're on a mission from God. They are. But a, but a good movie. Like I say, I was surprised it did hold up as well. Not as many. I honestly thought that there would have been more people I'd have recognised. You know, I thought it would have been one of those films you'd have come in, oh my God, no. how did I not know he was in it? It's just Rob Lowe. Yeah, pretty much Rob Lowe was like the main guy. Because um, yeah. Chris Farley, like, that was actually his first film. All right. And then he died. Uh, yeah, he got one or two more films <laughs> out before he had a heart attack. But uh, yeah, that was his first feature film. Um Alice Cooper showed up on set thinking he was just doing a musical thing on it like he was there, and they threw him a load of lines of dialogue which he had to remember because apparently again it was a little bit of a, a, an in-joke thing apparently he is a mad history buff okay. so they kind of threw that, that shit in from him and stuff and um, the bit where they're lying on the car and Dana Carvey asks Wayne like, did he find Bugs Bunny attractive when he wears uh, a girl thing apparently he just ad-libbed that when they were actually waiting on a plane to come along and Mike Myers laughing was genuine that was him pissing himself (laughs) laughing so they left it in but there seemed to have been a lot of egos and stuff on it from just reading up because apparently then when they're doing Bohemian Rhapsody and Garth doesn't know the words and all well apparently that was because Dana Carvey didn't know the words and he was actually pissed off that they put that stuff in because it made him but it worked if you ask me because he was meant to be that kind of dopey quieter yes. guy like but apparently he was pissed off he didn't like the way that scene looked because he was very clearly just uh, kind of loosely miming along with it but it sounds like there was like i said there was a lot of egos and yeah, you have to have a big e- ego to be on saturday night live maybe so but decent enough movie mm. held up well what would you rate that uh, around a seven yeah I, I don't know if i'd go like 85 percent man that that nah that's high like that, is. that that's you know an eight and a half like i don't know if i got out yeah mm. i'd you know, I, I could argue six to seven myself. And the reason I'd say six is because, like, another 
you know, 15 years could probably happily go by and if I never seen it because I, I was able to quote it. I don't know how much I must have watched this film as a kid, but I was actually able to quote it before yeah. it was happening. Yeah, but back then you do, we didn't see a lot of films. No, true, yeah, yeah. You got that on video and watched mm. it till the fucking video wore out. Hey, hey, you there. What the hell is this? All right. Next week's film. Next week, we have our three movies picked. Mm. Put me on my misery, James. What have we got? Hellraiser. Six. Six? The hell is the Hellseeker. Hellraiser really? six. Is there six of them? So there is. Okay. Uh Tuck again. Right. Taken two for anybody that's not getting James's lingo. And another uh classic comedy from around that. Neck of the Woods Ooh. that's not Bill and Ted ah this lad wants a day off school oh nice Ferris Bueller's day off yes I fucking love that movie alright too bad it's going back in the box oh come on you don't like Ferris <sighs> say it Ferris man <laughs> I know you know I know one reason you won't like it is because of the song that's in it I don't oh. like that song oh. <laughs> I don't like Ferris either or Charlie Sheen Ferris Bueller man it's fucking classic but Hellraiser 6 the spirited box of doom tells me Hellraiser 6 I know and I tell you I was at a horror convention this weekend that'll be a nice segue and some of the people who played uh, I think they're called Xenobites or Cenobites alright the demons there was like three of them were at this horror convention were they hairy Japanese bastards by any chance no or Uh, rats what not rabbits no okay um, but I can't imagine you see the thing is did you ever see the original Hellraiser movies <sighs> the first one is very much like it's not horror as I would have liked horror it's 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 very much more about the story and all and I don't recall ever in, really enjoying it I do recall enjoying I think it was the third one all because right. they started getting a bit more just messier and stuff like that but I don't know part six that has me uh Anything that gets up into those sort of digits and isn't the Friday the 13th has mm. me worried. Or Fast and the Furious. Or Fast and the Furious. Um, I don't know, but you see, you give me those three, I gotta say Ferris. Uh, I, I've even oh, yeah, taken two. I was gonna say I've even forgotten the third option. Taken two, put that back in the box. That's not going. Right. Unless, do you want taken two? No. Okay, so taken two goes down. I watched this crap before Christmas, the three of them. I have enough talk. Right, so Taken 2 is out. Yep. So it's between Ferris and Hellraiser. How are we uh, going to sort this out? Hmm. We put Hellraiser back. We watch Ferris. Ferris is, yeah, I mean, if you really don't have a preference, and I really do, Ferris Bueller, man, it's a fucking classic. Yeah, no. Ah, no, it is. I don't care what you say. It's a fucking great film. Although I do have a. There's something there saying to me Hellraiser as well, but. No, we go with Ferris. Right, okay, Ferris it is then. 1986, oh. possibly. Definitely earlier than Wayne's mm. World, for sure. Right, uh, we could solve this out by asking Darren over WhatsApp, and he can reply sometime next Thursday. <laughs> Tell you what we'll do. Where's my phone? Okay, we're just going to ring Darren to sort this out. Ring Darren. What's the story, man? Listen, we're having a bit of a conundrum here. Go on, yeah. We're recording. We've got a new 
select kind of format for the box of doom we pull out three movies and then pick one from the three so we're, we need like the proverbial flip of a coin and you are that coin um we have taken taken two was one of the movies but we've taken that out of the running we've both agreed that we're not watching that and the other two yeah. films are ferris bueller's day off okay and hellraiser six <laughs> as if there's a choice hellraiser well, that's what i said it's a movie box of doom, lads. I mean, you could discuss Ferris Bueller until the cows come Yeah, see, that's what I said. Oh, it's like, do you want an intellectual debate on your show, or do you want a, a, a debate about the lights of intellectualism in the other film? Um, it's got to be Hellraiser 6, lads. It has to be. Oh, uh, so you're breaking up on us there, Darren. I can't really hear you. Uh, I think it's a bad line. <laughs> so you went, for, you went for Ferris Bueller, yeah? Oh, yeah, man, it's a classic. Although, listen, I I am not against Hellraiser 6, I will say that, but Ferris is a classic. Ferris is a classic, don't get me wrong. But we watched Wayne's World last week. Right, true, true. Uh, We did watch Wayne's World was the movie from last week. Which one is it? Is it Hellraiser Deadening or which one is it? Uh, Hellseeker. Hellseeker. Oh God, no, I won't let you watch that, I've seen it. (laughs) All right, really? No, it's not. It's not even a good bad film. It ah. isn't at all. It's just uh. a shit bad film. Right. Uh, no, it's got to be Ferris Bueller. It's that one. It's got to be Ferris Bueller. It is that one. So thank you very much for clearing that up. Yeah, because seriously, because because that one, the, the Hellseeker one, is just boring. It really is just a dull, yeah. dull horror film. Well, I'm not a oh, mad fan of the Hellraiser franchise anyway. So you've yeah. just nailed, put the nail in that coffin. Back into it's back into Pandora's no, box. Tell him we want to fight a Jack Will from him. That fight, mate, honestly, that it's just a dull film, pal. Honestly, so. Fair enough. Uh, okay, Ferris Bueller, it is then. Right, listen. Just before you go, this is the yeah, yeah. Frank Kelly Memorial Podcast, so we want your best father Jack quote in his voice. The winter like wolves, the smell of blood in the nostrils, waiting. Oh, determinably waiting. And then... He's not wrong there, Ted. <laughs> <laughs> Good stuff, Darren. Talk to you later. So that's mine. Go that's on. mine, Paul, though. All right. Talk to you later, mate. Take it easy. Well, there it is. Straight from the horse's mouth. Ferris Bueller. All right, Ferris it is. Yeah. I kind of figured like getting up into the sixes and those sort of films when you haven't even heard that there was six of them. I knew there was definitely three. But okay, so Ferris Bueller, right. grand job, that'll do. So you're a happy camper. I am very, very happy. Ow, ow. Yeah, as I said, um, I did go to a horror convention there the weekend gone. It was called Screamvention, which, not the most original name. Yeah, but the website was free. <laughs> Yeah, that, that, <laughs> but there's usually a reason that if this this stage into the internet, if a web address is free, yeah, you can have imagine, three ends at the end. Yeah, yeah, or just a random number, like. But yeah, yeah, screen screenvention, Ireland's first horror convention. Boo. So uh, I only, funny enough, it only came on my radar like literally last week. I didn't know anything about it. But then what grabbed me straight away was they actually had a couple of very legitimate guests. Um, two of which specifically I was very interested in seeing, which was uh, Kane Hodder, Jason Voorhees to anybody who's in the know, or, well, played, not him, in the know. <laughs> played him the most amount of times. I think he played him pretty much from 
part seven onwards, uh, Jason takes so Manhattan. Eighty-seven times. <laughs> yeah, and um, he made. He's making one while you were there. Oh yeah, it's pretty much you were shooting uh, on location. And the other one was the one I was more excited about, and that was uh, Tony Todd. What up, Candyman? Candyman, exactly. Candyman. Candyman. He's uh, Candyman, zoom Candyman. and flash at the moment. He was in Platoon, if I remember correctly. All right. And um, he was in The Rock. Was he Johnny Depp? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He was in The Rock. He was. He's been in a bunch. He was. Ben, I mean, how can you not? How can you mention him in, in horror and not mention he was Ben in the remake for, of Night of the Living Dead, the nineteen ninety remake. You know the main guy. You know, but uh, again, six foot five. He's got that really intense voice, mm. and uh, super nice guy though. I have to say, really, really nice guy. We were chatting away to him for a little while. Um, he actually even. I'll, I'll get it. Were up you the now. only one there? What? Were you the only one there? Not uh, be hanging out with Anto. Pretty much, um, no. It was a, uh, it was. A, I went over early on the Sunday morning, so obviously you can imagine a Sunday morning. It was a little bit slow to get started, but I mean, really nice guy. Like got got a picture where I'm, um, something like that. But then I, I, Louise, like you know, we loved Candyman's a classic. It's a really good film. Candyman. And although this technically wasn't his line in Candyman, do you remember when they're doing the lineup of the guys who, who attacked there, and they've all to say, "I hear you're looking for Candyman, bitch." They've all, that's the line that they've all to say in the lineup, and that's kind of what we've always referenced when we're talking about Candyman. So he was good enough to actually send a WhatsApp message to Louise for me. So oh, here, I'll, nice. I'll play it for you. nice i mean that's decent you know yeah. he could have just said no fuck off like you know what i mean but like i say really nice guy and then like as he as he's recording like when i when he finished like when i stopped recording like i literally was pissing myself laughing and that's why he started laughing then he goes, he goes i love that he said i love when you that's the reaction you get like that that it means something to somebody mm. like you know so i was talking to him then about playing zoom and flash and all and as he was asking me are we up to date with it over here have they done the reveal and all and like he's you know genuine nice guy and excellent plenty of time to chat so then i went over to uh, kane hodder and was talking to him for a while and a little bit of a group had kind of congregated because i say it was quiet enough so i was in the, there wasn't a queue had formed per se as in he was just chatting to people and so i went over there and i wanted to get a photo with me took a photo and all uh very kindly hugged me as you can only imagine kane hodder would with uh, two hands around my throat <laughs> nice and, Gives you, I mean, he gives you a squeeze, and that's his thing. He turns and he kind of he, he claims it's motivation <laughs> for the photo. Like, and I said, yeah, it did put a bit of color in my cheeks, like. But he's very funny guy, very very funny guy. Like we were chatting away for a while, and sitting at the, the table next to him was a guy, um, Alex, possibly Vincent, I think it was his surname. He was the kid from Child's Play, played Andy, All right. the actual kid who got the doll. Yeah, and he played him, and he was in Child's Play too as well. And then the next table over from that again was a guy, Ari... Gold. No, his name eludes me, but basically you could argue he was the very first Jason. Do you remember at the end of Friday the 13th one, the kid who comes up out of the lake, the yes. disfigured kid? That's him. But basically... <sighs> Go work with Mickey D's, dude. Yeah, it was... A, <laughs> no, I, mean, I don't know what he's done since. To be fair to him, I don't know what he's done since. He's obviously a bit of a draw if he's been brought to cons and stuff. But the three of them kind of then congregated and start having... There was this conversation going on like between the three or four of us that were standing there chatting to them and then the three of them. And they were mulling over the fact that they couldn't wrap their head around the fact that we use the word cunt so much <laughs> because in America, like, yeah, that's it's a not a good word. No, no. And yeah. they were saying, and then Kane Hodder, obviously learning the lingo while he's here, turns out and says, so what would be worse, 
cunt or gee bag here he is like, and, uh, and oh gee bag yeah one of the lads is like yeah gee bag's probably worse he's like what no way he's like Alex Alex come over here and he calls over like Andy from Childs and he's like what do you think is worse cunt or gee bag and he's like oh cunt he's like and he's no he says they're telling me it's gee bag like and this whole conversation and then it's Ari Ari come over here and Ari you gee bag he starts basically going on and so on and he's sitting there and it's as if he's kind of thinking to himself and he turns around and kind of goes a bag of pussies he's like <laughs> Like, how is that worse than cunt? Like, you know, like, it was just so funny, though. Like, he's, he's just sitting there and he's he's chatting back and forth about different films he was working on. And then he calls this guy Ari over and I'll, I'll show you a picture of him. But basically, here he is. Hey, Captain Morgan, come over here. He's got long curly hair and the little kind of buccaneer style mustache and all. And here he is. This guy's a homophobe. He goes, I fondled his genitals once. He said, and he's never let me live it down and all. Like, he just, just randomly bantering between them. Like, it was very funny, though. It really was. I suppose when you're on the the circuit, yeah. these are your mates, and you're just hanging out. And this is the thing. This is what this is mm. what it was like. They were just buzzing around, bouncing off each other, having yeah. a bit of crack and a bit of banter. But he was thankfully Ming Chen's not at this one. <laughs> but I was just kind of surprised at just how, just how kind of funny and I mean this big intimidating and I mean well he, he's not huge he's like six two and a half he builds himself as but I mean this is Jason Voorhees and he's here contemplating what's worse gee bag or cunt <laughs> like, it was just so fun it was surreal is the only word for it in the next uh, film he's chasing some chick down come here you gee bag well funny there was a guy there and uh, that was chatting to him as well with us and he's at a writing a book and he was showing him something on his phone and he was the cover for it and obviously the book was about a banshee or something like that and he was throwing it and here's Kane Hodder yeah the banshee is a gee bag and they're like yeah that's the tagline for the book now put it on the back of the book like Kane Hodder the banshee is a gee bag like you know there was just this banter going back and forth it was funny but there was um as they do at these cons to try and kind of fill a little time and stuff like that there's always some obscure thing but there was the burlesque dancers so I said, okay, oh, giving us some can can. Ha- half eleven in the morning on yeah. a Sunday, I said I shall watch some burlesque dancers. These not skinny, not fat girls come out and give it some. No, they were grand. They, they were good. No, I have no, to say. burlesque dancers is not skinny, not fat. Oh you no, know, yeah, it's, yeah, kind of curvy, yeah. shorter girls, yeah. But um, but like that, they came out and they're doing their thing. But I, I was kind of sitting offside, like so. There was a couple of seats facing the quote unquote stage. It's like one of these little raised areas. And I'm sitting off to the side. Next of all, I look over and here's Kane Hodder standing at the back watching them. And I actually took out, I'll show you the video in a minute. I, excuse me, I video this. So I'm like, I'm looking at Kane Hodder. I turn the camera around to see what he's looking. I'm like, you know, just another Sunday morning, just sitting here looking at Kane Hodder watching burlesque dancers. And then out comes the one who was actually organized the event at the end. And she was kind of saying thanks and saying what else was going to be on. And he just lets this roar. Get him off! Yeah, <laughs> he just roars <laughs> up and I'm like, this guy is just wired. Like he really is. He's a funny guy. Like, yeah, turns out he's on crack. Yeah, quite possibly PCP something. I don't know. But no, I have to say it was um, it, it's a it's a weird it was a weird venue for it. It's very small, like within it. Um, there was only all of about like there was two kind of vendors as in your you know comic booky type stuff uh, but it was all to be fair to them they brought all horror based stuff like it was all Chucky dolls Pandora's boxes from Hellraiser yeah. none of that Star Wars little tiny dolls no have. but it, it was a little bit scant what was there to be seen to be fair and if we hadn't got into the banter in the conversation with Kane Hodder and all I won't say I'd have called it a bust but it was it was a little bit weak but to be fair there's definite building blocks there you could see there the, like i mean it was good i think a change of venue and a few more trade stalls attract you know or 
photo opportunity things. I thought like you, you could have put in stuff like that. Like if they'd have made up a couple of stationary sets, like be it one is meant to be like the, the boiler room from Friday the Tour or from a Nightmare on Elm Street or something like that. You know, little photo op type things that they could have had set up or something. I don't know. There just could have been a little bit more is all I'm saying to kind of to occupy our time. Because of the size of the venue, you happily could have walked in and out in a half an hour. Which isn't mm. good. You should oh. be there should be enough there to kinda of draw you around and they were screening films all day now, so if you wanted to hang out and watch a lot of independence and shorts and stuff like that, all horror based, there was a room downstairs just for doing that and stuff. But all in all I had to say I did I, I had a good a good day at that and there was a bit of crack and I would definitely I mean if it's on again mm. next year I would definitely go back and I, I you know, I I'd, I'd recommend it. It was good though. All right. You know my policy on conventions? I do. It's so not you, going. Yes, you shall not be there again, so I'll uh be rubbing elbows with God knows who next year, probably Robert England or something. I don't know, mm. but yeah, but it was it, it was good. Cool. Rubbing elbows. Uh-huh. Speaking of rubbing elbows, oh, I went to see the hateful eight. Right in the screen. Oh, I seen your tweet. <laughs> yeah, the screen closed down uh, this weekend. Closed. 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 Gone. Done. Yeah. But every time I go into it, there's maybe ten people in a, in the screen. So. I can see why it's closed, but right. it's clo- it's done. But that place is an institution, like thirty five years, yeah. but it's gone. Is that all? Only thirty five? I would have. Yeah. That would have taught longer than that. No, thirty five, nineteen eighty. So that pretty puts the Savoy as the oldest cinema, then does it? Yeah. Is but it still, I mean, as a small, non mainstream cinema, I mean, it's an institution. It is. I mean, we've seen the Goonies and shit in there. Did Life of Brian? Yeah. Wrote Anto- Anatolia. Wow. Uh, Although fuck those motherfuckers They didn't even get back to us When we wanted to rent the place To run our yeah, Horror movie uh, marathon And Apparently there's There's infighting within the company Who owned, who owned it Okay So It mightn't have just been uh, The one Falling person. figures Yeah Yeah But I went to see The Hateful Eight Yes the Cinema Fairly decent sized cinema Maybe 200 seater Right Maybe 30 people there Okay I'm the furthest Sitting forward I'm about Eight rows back. And this dude comes in. Sits in my row. Hey. Not at the end of it. I'm at the second seat from the, the right. He sits at the fourth seat from the right. He sits one seat from me. That's, what is that? Weird. That's what it is. It's weird. Yeah, yeah. But on, uh, on a psychological level, what is that? Why do people do that? I don't know. I. It was the same one time... I remember it happened in the car park. I think I might have even spoke about it on this. And like, I remember this Elwyn and Elflick him driving in, and the car park was fucking empty. And she kind of sits waiting on a waiting in the the aisle, if you want to call it mm. such, for me to park. And then parks beside me, <laughs> and the car park is pretty much fucking yeah. empty. And you're like, what are you doing? Like, mm. what, what's the point of this? Why are you putting me under pressure parking and getting out of my car and all? And she had to physically wait for me to get out of the car to then pull in and stuff like mm. that because that's the way she played it. Like, yeah, I, I think. This guy caught my uh, unhappiness because I kept looking at him, and he eventually moved back to his end of the row. <laughs> yeah, it is. It's it, but I don't know. I mean, uh, like there's there's eight rows in front of me. Yeah, and there's a heap I of mean, seats behind. You're me. getting on a subway late at night. There's strength in numbers. Yeah, you'll stay. You're not gonna stay off on your own. You're yeah. gonna stay near a group or mm. more people in case the crazy guy gets on. Exactly, but in a fucking cinema, that's you know not even you know one tenth full yeah. what the fuck are you hassling by sitting, even sitting in the same row is mm. a bit fucking weird okay, I, okay I'd argue same row grand if you like being kind of up the front ish mm. yeah, but, but stay down the, the other end, fucking end. Yeah. Yeah. he came in in the other end of the row yeah. and walked down to me right there. wow dude 
Yeah, I remember going to see actually it was Boys in the Hood. And I can't remember what cinema it was, but I remember the screen was fucking tiny. It was this narrow, real narrow, longish kind of screen, mm. akin to where we seen the raid. And um this dude came in and sat down and he just just fucking big afro over here. He wasn't a black guy, but he had a big afro over here. And I remember me and my mate sitting behind him and like, we're only I don't know, fourteen, fifteen, I don't know what the fuck age mm. we are. And I remember turning around and you know, like Wayne and Gart chuckling at each other. Can you take your hat off, please? <laughs> made some snide comment at him, like, and you know. Comes at you. Yeah, but oh, like, then it's so like, like, like getting violence into our seat, like, as if it wasn't us, like, you know. But yeah, there is that weird thing, though, of. I mean, I, I've gotten it in the gym where, like, there's, there's benches and there's yeah. seats, benches, and then kind of half reclined kind of seats. For doing different workouts and stuff, but they're they're fixed to the ground. So you get your you get your weights, your dumbbells, you go over, you sit at them, you work out, and the the, the whole wall is mirror in front of you. And believe it or not, the mirrors in gyms aren't just for admiring yourself. Like it's for watching your form and making sure you, that you're moving in sync. Yes. And you know they're there and for a reason. Girls' ass. Checking out girls' ass without directly looking at them. Yeah. But like this dude comes over and like stands in f- between the bench or the seat I'm working on and the mirror. And you're looking at it, you're kind of like, there's literally about a hundred foot of fucking mirror here. And you're standing in mm. front of me. Yeah, he wanted you to check him out. And that's all, because again, I did, I kind of gave him this look. As if nice ass, say, dude. I was, I was, I was sh- only shy of, I was going to stand up and kind of tip him on the shoulder and say, hey, move out of the fucking way here, I'm training, like, you know, that sort of way. But again, it's just, it's, it's so <laughs> obscure that, that yeah. there's that weird thing in people that I can't fathom what it is. And it's definitely crazy people. It is. But this thing of needing to come over it's, it's like if there's a queue of urinals and you're at the fucking tent one one true nine is empty and some dude comes down and stands at eight or nine and you're just kind of going you could have pissed in any one of these why the fuck are you stepping on my dick when i'm trying to take a piss <laughs> yeah. here like yeah. stop shaking it <laughs> yeah it's really weird it really is but that there's definitely is there's something in people that makes them mm. kind of do that weird shit like that you kind of just can't explain it is although i do remember reading a thing before about some guy that done like these social experiments and all and he like just would just randomly stand in a shop or yeah, outside you mentioned this before and a queue would form behind him and mm. then he'd just walk off and people, oh, and people would just stand there like and they wouldn't know what they were even queuing yeah. for like they'd be outside of a premises or something and all but there is there's some weird yeah, thing in us people are weird sheepish mentality yeah. I guess maybe something anyway, like that he's in the screen watching the hateful eight any good? really good Does a about fe- 8 million times funnier than Deadpool <laughs> Well, come on, you know, you're oh, not the is. best guy to be asking about what's funny or what's not. Oh, hey, hey, was funny. Yeah. <laughs> Does it feel that the one, the thing that put me off is because it's becoming a chore sometimes at movies to watch them. Does it feel as overly long as some people were giving out about? Because uh, I felt Django was overly long and I thought you could have cut out the last kind of the last hurrah mm. from Tarantino kind of capturing him getting blown up I thought he should have had just one big shootout when Christoph Waltz died one big shootout there and wrap it up is this similar like does it kind of just keep no, going Christoph Waltz is not in this yes he is isn't he <laughs> no. is Christoph Waltz not in the hateful eight no no I'm talking when I'm talking about Christoph Waltz I'm not about J- him and Django yeah, no. but <laughs> you just saying that is Christoph Waltz no. not in the hateful eight I thought he was Kurt Russell is Okay. Samuel L is. Yeah, I know that, yeah. Tim Roth is. Michael like Madsen is. No, I mean, no, mm. my reference still stands. I was talking about yeah. when Christoph Waltz got shot in Django. But I would have, I'd have put the fucking house on it, Dad. No, he's not. And it's only now that you're saying Court Russell. I know that's who I was seeing. The greyish beard and yeah. stuff like that. 
I don't know why I thought it was Christoph Waltz, but it's only now that you're saying Kurt Russell, that's exactly who I know it was I seen. But no, there's a heap of build-up. They all end up in the gaff. Yeah. And that's One where guy's transporting your woman for a yeah. bounty or something, is Russell it? Russell is, and uh, him and his driver meet Samuel, and then they meet Walton Goggins. Uh, and they end up in, in the place. And why R- are they stuck in this house? There's a blizzard. Okay. They're going over a mountain, and there's right. a blizzard. And Madsen, Roth, and uh, a Mexican lad are in the house. Already? Yeah. Okay. And uh, Bruce Dern. So that and makes it's kind of a who's fucking over here. Or yeah. are, are they already here? Or did they know we're coming and anticipate us being here? Yeah. It's that sort of vibe, isn't it? Yeah, and Samuel and Russell are the bounty hunters. Worth to watch, though? It is. Okay, I might check it out then because it's me and Louis have been itching to go to the cinema. We had the, I want to see that triple nine. <laughs> yeah, it's gone. It's been out since mid-December. Yeah, I know, but what I'm saying is I was just looking up some movies and I wanted to see that triple nine mm. and it's already on the obscure showing is list it? of like <sighs> half nine, ten o'clock at night on a Wednesday sort uh, of thing. And since you go to bed normally around half nine. <laughs> exactly, yeah, that's me fucked. But um, I might give it a look, see, if I get half a chance. Yeah, it's funny though. Cool. Anything else? Went on a different style of adventure. Oh. This is our first ever. Oh, oh, I smell a segment coming on. Possibly. Do I need intro music or anything? Possibly. Ooh. I went to a play. Oh. <laughs> yeah, the music would be... In the new theatre, beside Bad Bob's in Temple Bar. Okay, where the fuck did they put a theatre? Right, you've Bad Bob's. Yeah, on the corner-ish. Yeah, and heading towards Zaytoun. Right. The Project Arts Centre. Then you have a bookshop. In the back of the bookshop's a theatre. There's a 70 seater oh, seat theatre. The on your left. Yeah. Okay. It's a kind of a. <coughs> it looks like a IRA bookshop. Right. <laughs> they sell all these kind of rebel books. Right. But in no, the back I don't know what they've ever. I, I've just. I, I know the one I've yeah. passed. Like in the back of that, there's one. a 70 seat theatre. Okay. Why did you go there? I don't know. But I did. <laughs> Right. We're going to see a play called Taboo. Okay. It's 90 minutes. It's about the the worst first date anybody's ever had. Right. And there's two people, only I two people. I take it by that uh, kind of reluctant sigh and all, didn't enjoy it? No, it was funny. Very good. Oh, okay. There's a chick and a guy and they're trying to kind of get, talk through the, the kind of first date stuff. Is it one of these arty farties, just two of them standing there? No, th- there's this whole sitting room, there's a dinner table, and they're, they're having, having the soup and having the But it's very the much like pie. carnage or something that's set in that one thing. Yes, yeah, so just in the one room right. with the two people. But there's a back door to the kitchen and a back door to the rest of the house. Right. And you're trying to figure out what's happening. Uh, your woman seems a little bit odd, and she met your man down the shops. It's set in the, the Midlands. Right. And it turns out that uh, uh, there's a couple of corpses upstairs. Okay. <laughs> she was a, She's a shut-in and the parents have died. And the first time they met was the first time she's been out of the gaff. So oh, this okay. is her first date. And your man's... The, the goes from there. Like There's corpses upstairs. And uh, <sighs> what do you do? <laughs> I don't know. You're not, you're not winning me over. And my mind's not racing on. like with concepts. Uh, leg it? <laughs> <laughs> she's locked the door you're stuck no I mean from the play <laughs> oh, no. yeah um, I guess funny has that the typical stuff that happens on first date, first date yeah, conversation yeah. And yeah see sometimes things like that can be good if they're relevant like you know what I mean it's the same even where I remember like you know 
getting married and then having kids and then all of a sudden watching different a film that you could recognize that this i wouldn't have found this funny 12 months ago yeah but it's now that i have a a point of regulation to look at and a point of comparison say oh fuck yeah that's spot on Mm. like you know part of the she serves soup and uh they don't know what to talk about so they start talking about soup and the different types of soup right He's just like, oh no, this is this is, this is just not going horrible, well. Just horrible, like, yeah, yeah. Then he goes to take a piss and goes into the wrong room and it's a corpse. Oh, he finds the bodies. <laughs> yeah. He's aware the bodies are there. Yeah, and he starts, he's puking and there's corpses. Right. Uh, Any good or like, it's it's all, it's gone now, but it's you know don't worry, I wasn't asking yeah. that as a recommendation. It is. It was it was, it was funny. It was <laughs> like it was, uh, it was worth, worth, worth watching like ninety minutes. You know, it's not going to kill you to sit down yeah. and watch it. I remember going along to something like um, some sort of weird play like that before. I'm trying to remember who it was. It was a girl I used to... It was either a girl I used to work with or a girl that I used to... I was friends with one time. And like that... I'm going to say it was the girl I worked with. And... No, I tell a lie. It was the girl I was friends with. I'm just thinking out loud here. Uh, anyway, it was one of these... She was going to be in this play. Oh, do you mm. want to come along? And all. I'm like, uh, yeah, okay then, you know... Did not want to go along to this thing. So I wrote my mate in and I said to myself, come on, Dave, you got to come along to this thing with me. So we went. I can't even remember where it was. I know, again, it was in around Temple Bar, upstairs in one of these ratty old buildings in Temple Bar. But it was one of these shittings. You went in <clears throat> and it's not a theatre. It's a room. Hmm. And there's seats the whole way around the outside and it's all taking place in the middle. Complete arty-farty bullshit. Can't remember what it was about. The only <laughs> thing I do remember on the night was... You were stuck. Oh, badly so. Badly, badly so. Um, went down, kind of, there was an intermission. We went downstairs, there was a bar downstairs. We went down, we sat in the night there, started sculling a few beers because we'd gone for a few drinks in the Foggy Jew beforehand and we were sobering up far too much for the shite we were watching. Started necking a few beers. We went back upstairs anyway and uh, we're sitting there anyway and th- this play is going on. Do and at this point, it's getting a bit stuffy up there so they've opened a couple of windows and this will be relevant in a second but anyway so my mate Dave obviously he's not going to announce it to me or say anything but obviously he needs to fucking fart and decides he'll do a bit of a one cheek sneak you know but like com- <laughs> shit some stuff it, uh, it sounded like it it was possibly the most audible fart I've ever heard and you know it just happened at what was a silent yes. spot in the play and obviously the chair like <laughs> and it like it was just the biggest my arse just opened and air came out fart you've ever heard <laughs> well of course you're in that situation it's like laughing at a funeral my head just goes down my hands are on my head I'm convulsing with the laughter and I just I, I can muster up suck back and wipe a few tears my eyes, just enough to look at him and the cunt's pointing at me as if it was me and I'm just going to go what the fuck like so with that he breaks his bollocks laughing but we're very clearly we're interrupting the play now yes. <laughs> so he gets up and goes to leave the door was just to our right but the aforementioned open windows the draftiness if you want to call it as such he goes to pull the door behind him and it takes off <laughs> and the fucking slam of the door is unreal <laughs> I've never heard a door bang so loud in my life so he goes from farting then also <laughs> laughing to him just fucking nearly taking the door off the hinges as he closes it leaving the room and all the while I have to sit there 
you know, <laughs> partially have to be blamed on this spark. Like, and I'm just sitting there going on, the play is going on, and I'm sitting there going, well, this isn't fucking half awkward, is it? But um, about a week later or so, I was in town, and I went into that, um, you know, that fucking, you can smell it from outside, bath salt sort of place. There's a name on it. You know, they make all that, their homemade bath bombs and soaps and all up um, as you're heading towards the cross of the Suffolk Street and Grafton Street. Yes. Um, just there somewhere. Anyway. But anyway, I found myself walking by or walking into that shop. And next of all, I just heard... In, in I hope you were walking by. Yeah, I, I can't... <laughs> all I remember is, though, anyway, there was a board worked in it and she'd obviously been at the play. That's the dude! Unless this roar, hey, stinky! <laughs> and, and she's got some weird foreign accent and I'm going to go you talking to me? Like, she's like, oh, and then she started, and she addressed the fact that she'd been at the play and all. So I started laughing and said, oh no, I said, that was me mate and all. But it seemed like one of them, oh mm-hmm. no, that wasn't me. Like, that was me mate. The one that left. Yeah. Nobody left. You know the one that nearly took the door off the fucking hinges, but I just thought, man, mm-hmm. fucking hell, I'm walking down town and being roared, I hate stinky. Like. But that was <laughs> nice. my one foray into these small time players and right. I shan't be hurrying back to another. I, I would, I'd definitely go back after, it was funny. Okay. Was worth watching. Yeah, you see, I think the likes of them, they fall into the category of your uh, just heading to the laughter lounge or something. When you don't fully know what you're getting in for, and you have no point of reference, or there's nothing to steer you into it. And I'm not going to take the review of some fucking arsewipe blogger or something in, from Temple Bar, you know? Mm. It, it's hard to know what you're getting in for. And you could go in and sit there and kind of go, oh man, what am I doing here? Yeah, you could. Well, I mean, the play was called Taboo, written... By John Morton, who was played the dude. Okay. Well, John Morton, you just got a thumbs up from James, kind of. <laughs> right, so, uh, that it? Yeah. Okay, well, for me, Derek, it's party on, James. <laughs> and for me, James, that would be an ecumenical matter. <laughs> Jog on. <laughs>